Good evening. Good evening to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Welcome everybody um, to Speak Life. Yes. Welcome to Speak Life. So I pray. Let's get this right. Yes, and we are there. So this is Speak Life. Okay, I'll tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, praying all is well with you, beloved, in the name of Jesus. So I am lifting up my whole household. I am lifting myself with my whole household. I'm lifting you, beloved, in your whole household. I am lifting the kingdom family worldwide. The martyr saints, persecuted saints, those trutting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and even worn, lifting them and lifting up their children, their families, their communities worldwide in the name of Jesus. So I thank the Lord in the name of Jesus for all of us. I am praying for the kingdom body of God. So I'm praying that you have the most blessed day and best part of the week thus far, okay? So Father, we come to you right now, eager to hear from you, Lord God. We exalt you and exalt you, Lord God. I thank you for being on the throne all by yourself. I thank you for being God all by yourself, Lord God, no matter what, strength of power we may think we have you give you the giver of all life and the giver of all things lord god you open your hands and you nourish and you take care of everything that's good and evil under the sun and over the sun in the name of jesus lord i ask you to come on in i welcome you i invite you because it belongs to you i'm here i'm present and waiting and willing at your door to hear what the spirit is going to say to the church. I ask you to bind up everything in spiritual realm that is contrary in the flesh, that's contrary on both sides of this camera, Lord God. And I pray we come as children, but we don't stay in a childlike understanding that you open the eyes of our understanding. You remove the scale lights off, Lord God, and our hearts are tilled and prepared and ready to hear eagerly waiting for wisdom and understanding to speak from the heart of God and the bowels of God, from the mind of God, the word of God, in Jesus' name. So good evening, beloved. Good evening to you. Praying all is well. So what I came to talk about is it's in the sacrifice. It is in the sacrifice. It is in the sacrifice in the name of Jesus. So whether we give a Cain offering or we give an uh, Abel offering depends on our heart. It depends on our heart. Our heart for God, how we see the Lord, how we understand his deity and his majesty. It, it's all in the sacrifice of our lives, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And those things we sacrifice 
within our life still need to be holy and acceptable, you know, and not just what we think or what we want uh, in a second thought to give to God. No. So we have to make up a mind, even if we're not sacrificing, we should ask ourselves, why not? Because everything belongs to the Lord. And I'm not talking about tithing. Tithing should not be a, a sacrifice. Tithing is already added in. It's already added in. We have to trust God that he has already added it in. And so a tenth is is a measly portion. Like we pay that in some places more than that in taxes. We don't go to store. We don't we don't go to store every time and be like, why I gotta pay this? You know, we don't do that. We go to the store continuously and we pay those taxes. And online is even worse. So we go continuously and we pay those taxes. And with tithing, it is a willing, cheerful giving. It's not a pay. It's a give, an offering. But that's not the sacrifice I'm talking about. There's things in our lives that we may have to sacrifice to do God's will. We may have to sacrifice to hear God's will, to hear his will. So this came about because yesterday uh, I watched a, a interview with... Um, Mm. Oh, Zach Williams and his wife. And as she was talking, every time she spoke, she said sacrifice almost. So, oh no, or surrender. She says surrender. And after a while, you know, they was talking about it. And it's like he, once he heeded to his call, he was willing to surrender everything, make that sacrifice. And so sacrifice uh, for me is a part of this walk. It's not, it's not a separate part because when we first come into Christ, there is, there should be a surrender and a sacrifice. There should be a surrender and a sacrifice unto God. Because if we're trying to live both lives, the best of both worlds, we we in trouble. <laughs> so no, there is no such thing. The best of both worlds. So, uh, okay, surrender. It's not biblical. So sacrifice, we know is biblical okay so um matter of fact is 205 instances so sacrifice is yeah it's, some some verses it's like three times written in that one verse so the sacrifice is what are we willing to to give unto god openly. So let me give you an example. Um, a matter of fact, 
It'll talk about that in Isaiah 58. Okay. So here's an example. Um, several years ago, it has to be um, over 10 years, maybe 11 years ago. I was, since my walk, God was teaching me sacrifice. Since my walk, he was te teaching me sacrifice. Even to give up where I knew as home, okay? I had to sacrifice that. He made that plain and clear. I had to sacrifice that. And so I started getting into the posture of sacrificing, giving things to God, sacrificing. So one of the things, uh, one year, it felt like it was just, I needed to make a sacrifice. Because at one point, every year I came into the year was some form of a sacrifice. And this year, I don't know that I came into the year in a sacrifice or not, but I knew I just wanted to sacrifice. So what I did was I gave up um, something that I liked a lot. And, and then it went to what is connected to the thing I liked a lot. And so since then, I, I put a time period on it. But that time period has passed like almost, I don't know, uh, five times at least. And so, or I don't think it's five, but whatever the case may be. And I'm telling you, God filled in the gap. He filled in that gap and he filled in that gap for that sacrifice. So if he does it for one, he is no respecter of persons. And when we sacrifice things that is dear to us or things that we like or things that we really enjoy, it could be, it could be whatever the case. I remember coming in to this walk. Once I had confessed to giving my life to Christ, there was somebody in my life and he told me she can't come. She can't come with you. And, but before he actually hurt, before I heard that, he was already severing. He was already preparing to sever the ties. And so I just, said to her hey because things were already woo. and uh she was where i grew up and and she she lives where i grew up and i said hey the lord said we i can't take you with me you know i i don't always have the most gentle way of putting things at times i'm just like listen this is what it is and i mean livid she was livid and i didn't understand because she was already she was already making it clear and so i mean sometimes you have to sacrifice 
people, places, and things to get to the purpose. And in the midst of that sacrifice, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn what things are actually a habit. You learn what things are actually an addiction. You learn what is actually controlling you. What is actually controlling you? Because if there's anything that we're not willing to sacrifice, that thing has lordship in your life. If if you're a person refusing to fast from food because I just, I, mm-mm, food is your little G God. That's your Lord. And that's the block between you and God. And this is why the fullness will not come. The fullness will not come from God because we're saying there's another deity. There's another there's another lordship in our life. I remember clothes was a tough. I was like, what? Get, get rid of my clothes. No, you're not getting rid of your clothes. You're not getting rid of your clothes. You are blessing somebody. What? Okay, well, let me see what in, in here I don't wear anyway. No, that's not how you do it. You give them the best. What? It could be like that. Sometimes God is just testing our hearts. How much, how much, how much do you love this thing? Because this thing is our issue. This thing is your mistress. Okay. Yes, this thing is your lover. Okay, this thing, when you on your knees praying for whatever you need, you better hope that that skirt can answer that prayer. Or that man can answer that prayer. Or that woman can answer that prayer. And then, you know, God tests them and they leave high and dry. And you still need whatever you need. But you've put all your faith in them. Even with marriage and children, we put all our, our beings into those things. And, and that's not the proper love because God gave those things to us. Everything is on loan. So we are to cherish him for giving us those things. This is, you know, I, I when I read, hear my heartbeat. Okay. You could talk about there your heartbeat if you want, because if you if you need that heart to beat, they're not going to be able to fix it. If they can pray and get a prayer through, thank God. But to God be all the glory. All the glory go to God because God has to answer the prayer. First of all, God got to put the prayer in the person's heart to even pray. God got to already preordain stuff because we don't think it on our own. We don't think okay, I got to wake up at this time. Oh, I'm my own alarm clock. Oh, really? Because there's a day that you're either going to die or you're going to sleep. And nothing you can do is going to to change you waking up once God call your name. We have to understand this. The earth is the Lord's and all therein. So, we are from the dust of the the ground or the earth and we have to we have to remember that he breathed life into us and we have to remember that
we have to remember that. It's not we ourselves. It says in Genesis 2. Oh, it says in Genesis 2. Um, verse, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts therein. Uh -uh. Verse 31 of Genesis 1. And God saw everything that he had made. God saw it. We, we still ain't see half of the stuff God had made. Okay? And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was good. Ooh. I just got that. Thank you, Jesus, for that revelation. Revelation. Oh, wow. Okay. And the evening and the morning was the sixth day. Oh, my Lord. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. Okay. And all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. We didn't make these things, okay? And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because that in it, he, the Lord God, had rested from all his work, which God created and made. There, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord made the earth and the heavens. This is this is God's doing. We didn't do any of this stuff. God did everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, because if we had did it, that's not. I don't like that color. Mm -mm. I don't like their shape. I don't like their height. That animal, because mm -mm. I know serpents, I would not have created. I wouldn't create no serpents. I wouldn't create half of the bugs. The whole system would have been messed up because I would I would not have created some reptiles. Uh-uh. Would not have created them. No. Mm-mm. They ain't going to. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I'm just uh, mm -mm, we not we not gonna do that. We not poison ivory is not getting created, okay? Mm -mm, we ain't get we um we're not getting with we're not creating that. Some some of the sites of the earth we not I'm not gonna create that either. Quicksand is not getting created. It's not gonna get created. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No pollen is not gonna be created. So. Half of the plants and the trees wasn't going to be great. This is this is how we would have done it because we would have understand the system because he un, he he did everything through wisdom. He did everything through he did everything through wisdom. So it says, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth 
and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. So God didn't cause it to rain, but a mist went up. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. So we part of the earth. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Because even though he made him from dust, he still didn't have the breath of life in him. Okay? And man became a living soul. He became a living soul. This leaves me with questions, but okay. So we have to understand what part we play. We don't play the part of uh, doing the work. Mm -mm. We don't. Mm -mm. And so let's go to Corinthians house because I'm reading this at the same time. Let's go to first Corinthians house. Second Corinthians just be jumping up, but. We're not going to her house. We're going to 1 Corinthians or his house. So it says a sacrifice is an ovulation. A sacrifice is an offering and an ovulation. We, you know, you see it with Abraham. Abraham was willing to sacrifice what he loved, what God had given. This is the importance too. When we understand that God gave us our sacrifice. So that's why I can say the tithing is already included because he already know what amount we're going to get. And what amount we, our hearts should want us to give. So we're going to visit Cain and Abel briefly. But let me remember that too. Um, let me put, mm -hmm, let me, let me put that. But God already knows. He already knows what's included and what's needed. Because it all belongs to him. So how he don't know? He knows there's bills to be paid, but we're not living for bills. So we choose the bill over the sacrifice because we don't see our way, not realizing God gave us the place to pay the bills in the first place. Mm -hmm. That's why we're being taxed because of the heart of his people. So sacrifice, sacrificial slaughter, animal flesh sacrifice, solemn festival, tribute, offering, um, present idolatrous offering. Okay. So and let us get an understanding. Um, offering. Offering is guilt fault, sin, offering, sacrificial slaughter. That's the same thing was 
uh, sacrifice, sacrificial slaughter. Tribute is the same thing. Offering to, this is offering, to ascend behind on mount, sacrifice holy consumed in fire, to make, to approach, bring near. This is all under offering. Um, mm -mm, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. So present to, to treat as a presentation or an ovulation. An ovulation is a, is a sacrifice. So ovulation says tribute, offering, libation. See, that's when people pouring out their stuff. No, we ain't doing that. Uh, woven co coverlet, sacrificial present, tribute. So when you see the word ovulation, you know that's a sacrifice. That's really in the Old Testament a lot. And an offering. So we're offering. We're offering to make a, uh, a sacrifice. It says in 1 Corinthians 8 and 1, now as touching things offered unto idols, idolatry, we, if we are not guided by the Lord's spirit and the word, the word of God and the Lord's spirit, we make offerings to idols. People throwing money in wells, putting money at statues. These are all sacrificial offerings and all kind of sacrificial offerings that we do. Some people buy, well, they used to buy the newspaper just to see their Zodiac. Some people, oh, it's like even with sports things, some people make sure they have certain things, even at, at those times. Those are sacrificial offerings that we're making. Even, even to think when you go to the game and you're doing all these things to help the other team, you're sacrificing, you're making a sacrificial offering to the team you think is your team. So we, we make sacrifices to each other many times too. Some people sacrifice their life because somebody don't want them or things are not working or whatever the case they think. And so some, some of us, we are living sacrifices, but it's not holy and acceptable unto God. So yeah, some people now, I mean, we do all kinds of things. We're willing to get into crimes because we sacrifice our life to, to people and relationships and all kinds of things. Even like just, just we, we hold things too dear. Even like our children, if you want to see a woman come out swinging, tell her to release her children, adult children. I'm not, I'm not talking about the little children, even though we we're supposed to offer unto God our, our children. That's what christening is, even though that's not, you know, but it's to offer your, ch your child back to God as Hannah did Samuel. But you tell a, a woman to release her adult children because she's trying to run their life. Rather, it, 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 she might sacrifice a marriage over her children. 
And so a man, I mean, a man might sacrifice his family for something he wants. So it's, 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 we are not thinking. We sacrifice God for a lot of things. These, these prayers we send into evil things, these Ouija boards, these sages and stones people. I mean, where do we get a lot of this thing from? This morning when I woke up, I was thinking about the royal decree. I don't know whether I'm supposed to speak about that. But the royal decree, we sacrifice the word of God for what men are saying. This is why people are talking so much about mental health. This is why the new word is partner instead of marriage. No, God says marriage. He say nothing about no partner. Now, we ain't playing spades. We ain't playing no sports. There's no, there's no partner, whether it's male and man, man and a woman. It show me where he says partner. He says husband and wife, or husband and wife, whatever. And and we're sacrificing what we know is true, God's word, to to give it back to the world, to speak like the world. Because the enemy, he's the prince of that, or he has rulership. And so he puts a word out there, totally contrary, blaspheming God. And we're so not in God's spirit that we pick up that word and start repeating it. And it's the church folk too. Where do we get, where do we get energy from? Show me where God talks about our energy. It don't have nothing to do with that. It's spirit. It's spirit. We pick up so many things and we sacrifice what God says to us to be in the, the now of the world. Yeah. People call themselves beasts. Where do we get these things? And, and the spiritual realm knows where our ignorance is. My people perish because of because of ignorance. So we we speak these things not knowing we are making a sacrifice. We're making a sacrifice. So I have to hurry because I'm running out of time on this thing here. And so it says, chapter 8, 1 Corinthians, now it's touching or concerning things offered unto idols. We know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up. But charity or love edifies, God edifies. And if any man think that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. And this is why we have to be taught. And this is why we need wisdom and understanding of her because we don't know. Like next year, you can read the same thing or six months from now or three months from now, you can read the same thing, study the same thing in the Bible. And not real, just like with me just going to Genesis, he opened my eyes to something that one, I've been wanting to know, but just from being here, being present, sacrificing for the body. So it says, but if it, uh, it says, and if any man think that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him, known of God. Yeah, because we don't know as we are actually known. It says, as concerning or touching, right? Therefore, 
or for this reason, the eating of those things that are offered and sacrificed unto idols. We know that an idol is nothing in the world and that we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. For though there be that are called God, whether in heaven or in earth, is there as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father of of whom are all things, and we in him, the Lord, and one Lord Jesus Christ, word of God, by whom, by the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God, are all things, and we are by him, the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God. How be it, there is not in every man that knowledge. There is not in every man that knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God, and that he's made everything. My Lord, for some with conscience of the idol unto, wait a minute, for some with conscience of the idol unto this hour, eat it as a thing offered unto an idol. Okay, so this is what it is. How be it, there is not in every man that knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of God, and in him creating everything, God creating everything through our Lord Jesus Christ. For or because some with conscience of the idol unto this hour eat it as a thing offered unto an idol and their conscience being weak is defiled. Sometimes that's how we, we even eat the word as unto an idol. It says, but meat commends us not to God. For neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. But take heed lest or otherwise by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. For if any man see you or thee which have knowledge sit at meat in the idol's temple, Shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? So if if somebody weak in the flesh, right? And say we we uh have these idols. Some people have statues of false gods in their dwelling places, um, all kind of all kind of things, even cartoon characters, all these idol things, right? And say somebody's weaker in the faith, and but they might know, why do they have these things here? But due to the fact that we're the ones supposed to be studied and have understanding, it could cause them to stumble because one, we have men as idols. And so when you when you have a man lifted up or a person so lifted up and they don't even know what they should know or going against it, just like people talking about energy. Now, there's those that come into the faith, they might come in talking about energy, but those that are spiritual supposed to say, no, we, we don't we don't practice energy. God says spirit. We don't practice karma. 
We don't, we, mm-mm, God recompense. We don't practice luck. Mm-mm, mm-mm. There's no such thing as luck. There's no such thing of coincidences. We don't practice that stuff. And so we have to be willing to know when we're, when we have to help somebody that's, that's stumbling in the faith, but we have to know that we know. Okay. So it says, for if any man see the witch has knowledge. So if any man see the witch or those have knowledge, sit at me in the idol's temple. So if we have all this knowledge, but we're sitting, we're, we're going to uh, the Buddhist place, or we are going to the seventh day Adventist place, or we're going in to the Jehovah witness place, knowing that they, they, they don't practice the same thing we practice. It says, shall not your conscience of him, which is weak, be emboldened to eat those things, which are offered to, to idols, because it can't be wrong. If the person with all the knowledge is doing this, it says, and though your knowledge shall and though thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish of whom Christ died. It says, but when you sin so against the brother and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ because we supposed to have the knowledge. We supposed to know better. Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world stands. Lest other I make my brother to be offended. Like, okay, so... I know I don't eat meat, but it comes to a point if somebody don't understand and if it's going to cause somebody else to stumble in their faith, like, well, the Bible said, if you pray over the meat, then why won't you eat it? And they may not understand that's a sacrifice for me. I have to be able to explain that instead of saying, well, I'll eat meat because, you know, vegan and vegetarian. Uh-uh. It has nothing to do with that. And I have to know what is the kingdom reason that I'm doing it, not just me doing it because the world is doing it. I may not have time for Cain and Abel. Verse 1, uh, chapter 4 of Genesis. And um, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bore his brother, Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So we're the dust of the ground. So Cain is tilling the ground. It says, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground in offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flocks and of the fat thereof, the rich part. That's what fat means. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. What did Cain bring? Did he just bring whatever? Did he put any thought in what he was sacrificing? Did it mean anything to Cain? what he was sacrificing. What did he bring? Because God was specific about Abel. And Abel also brought of the firstling. Did Cain satisfy himself first? Of the firstling 
of the flock and of the fat, the richest part. What the king bring? In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit. That's all it, that's the only way it's described of the ground and offering to God. So is it that we only bring what we want to bring to God? Or are we bring in the first thing and the richest part? So I send the word of God to the people of God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. I pray y'all have the most blessed, blessed, blessed evening in Jesus' name. Peace.